0: Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that light, I'm always curious. I'm scouring the globe looking for people doing interesting things on the margins, helping others, making a difference. And I wanted to bring those conversations and share with you. So today we have Blaine Elkers, and he's going to be talking to us about Chief Results Officer, which is quite interesting. Um, And it's going to be talking about uh, habits, uh, the 30-minute hour, and productivity. So I'll welcome Blaine to the show. Welcome.
1: Hey, Chris. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here share with the listeners and and like i say i'm, I'm on the margins i never thought myself hey i'm out on the margins but i think some of the some of the frameworks that we'll talk about today like the 30 minute hour you know how to get an hour's worth of stuff done in just 30 minutes kind of compressed time or the 21 second habits like how to create new habits in 21 seconds not 21 days maybe some of those things are a little bit on the margin so happy to be here and and also thankful for you for being uh, kind of a beacon of uh I, you know financial literacy, but, but also helping people kind of up level. So I, I appreciate you. At these podcasts are a lot of work. And so uh, thank you for, for all the work you put into these things.
0: Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, tell us more about yourself, your background, you know, what you do, and we'll get started.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I had a couple of moments of dawning comprehension, uh, where, you know, kind of the light bulb goes off over your head and you're never quite the same And so I I was born in in New Jersey uh, and and had a good, nice uh, upbringing in high school and all that. But when I went to college, I I went to Purdue University and uh, uh, studied computer science there. And that's where I had my first kind of moment of dawning comprehension. And I had sent away, I saw this ad and I've kind of been, maybe like most of the listeners, a seeker, like a seeker of knowledge. How can I do better, be better? And I saw this ad uh, for uh, an audio cassette. So I'm kind of dating myself, I went to college in the 80s. Uh, but I sent away for this audio cassette. And it was an abridged reading of the book Think and Grow Rich by Earl Nightingale. Now later, this guy Earl Nightingale became one of my mentors. Uh, but, but I read this book. And so Think and Grow Rich, and uh, so I bought the book after listening to the tape. But I realized it wasn't just like financial riches, it, it talks about that. But it was riches of any kind, which could be health, relationships um you know spiritually but but anything that you desire and i realized you know there at college that i came up with a little phrase called white table what you think about you bring about and that i i could direct my thoughts and attention towards the things i wanted now i couldn't I couldn't control circumstances, but I could control my reaction to the circumstances and I could kind of flood my my mind with the things I wanted and, and those things would take hold. So, so I had this, that was that first moment of dawning comprehension that that really, that my thoughts could play a big role in, in my own life uh, and, and what you think about, you bring about. And so then the second moment of dawning comprehension, which led me to this career I'm in now, uh, is that I came home from a business trip. So I was a computer scientist. I was working uh, uh, for a company called Rational Software Corporation. And I came back from this long business trip. And my son, Bo, he was he was like one year old at the time. And I got back and he's like, kind of giving me the cold shoulder. I'm like, hey Beth, what's, what's wrong with Bo? Is he like sick or something going on? He goes, no, you were gone so long, he kind of forgot who you were. And I was like, whoa, that kind of hit me like emotionally pretty hard. And, and so that night, I had this moment of dawning comprehension and I made this, what I call clarifying decision that no matter what I had to do, I was going to become a work from home dad, that I wasn't going to let that moment ever happen to me again. And so it did take me a year, uh, and uh, but, but I started a couple of companies. And a year later, I broke free from my job and I became kind of this work from home dad And that was 27 years ago. Now the kids are grown and out of the nest. Um, But what happened is that critical moment, that moment of dawning comprehension, that clarifying decision led me on this path to kind of figure out as I was running these companies, I had more time, uh, a lot more time to myself. And I realized that I'm on the planet to help people take control of their lives by taking control of themselves. Uh, And so I I basically started helping people get results. Basically, uh, I call it personal implementation. So I kind of became an expert at at personal implementation, getting yourself to do the things you know you should do. And so I started working with a lot of mastermind groups, business owners, dentists, physicians, attorneys, uh, and they started calling me. Uh, their chief results officer and I go hey that's I like that so I looked around nobody else was using that term so I um, went to the US Patent and Trademark Office and I said hey can I can I get the registered trademark so feel like six months and and a few hundred dollars but I got the R with the circle so now I am you know America's only chief results officer basically helping people kind of you know get stuff done uh, you know that they know they should be getting done but but they're not so That's, uh, I don't know if you wanted that much of a backstory, but that is uh, who I am and and how I got here. Yeah,
0: that's quite interesting. And, um, you know, I love this uh, where you can redefine yourselves, you can use your wording and your language to, you know, redefine who you are, Uh, you know, you're not constrained. So I really love it when people, you know, say things like, you know, chief results officer. um, So one thing is, uh, What's interesting is uh, I'm always looking for um, how to get more done in, in less time and more efficient, more per, more impact, more uh, power. So you talk about this uh, 30 minute hour, which is interesting. you know you can compress everything in 30 minutes. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so most people, uh, you know when you talk about results that they're overwhelmed and the biggest thing that would help them would be if they could compress time. Right. So, you know, is there a way to get an hour's worth of stuff done in just 30 minutes? So that's so that's what I call the 30 minute hour. Uh, And and there is a way to do that. And um, actually, when I was at home working from home uh, uh, in 2009, one of the companies I started, which is the one I'm I'm still running today, is called Self Fluence. And Self Fluence is the art and science of influencing yourself. Or I, I also like to say the power you already have to influence yourself. So all the frameworks that I teach, like the 30-minute hour, it's something that that there's nothing new for you to to learn or do. Like you know how to do it already. I'm just going to put some focus on it. We're going to just sh- shine some light on it, so you remember, uh, you know how to do it, and you could do it every single day. But you you're you already know how to do it, uh, and so this idea of the 30-minute hour is so powerful that I have to make sure that Chris and Blaine and the listeners are going to use it for good and not for evil, okay? So what we're going to do is uh, let's say that you and I we have 4 30 minute hours in a row. So we basically have got 4 hours worth of stuff done, but we got that done in just 2 hours. Now that leaves us 2 hours of guilt-free time for ourselves to not work on our business. Now a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners, physicians, dentists, you know, when I teach them this framework, which they already know how to do, they, they do it, but then they just do more work or more production or more hours, you know, and that's not what I want to do, That that's the evil side. But the good side is, is and the question I'm gonna ask you, and I'll, I'll answer the question first is, If you had two guilt-free hours of time, what would you do? So for me, I I like family, so I probably reach out to my kids. One lives in Denmark, but one is local, so I do that. I love my uh, Peloton bike uh, I have here in my home office. I probably take a little Peloton ride. I also like the outdoors, and I'm in Phoenix, so hiking is really good there. Go for a hike. Uh, I do like to connect with old friends. I feel like I don't do that enough, so I probably reach out to some old friends. And then I work from home, so I do like the good old fashioned power nap. So I probably take fifteen minutes for for a power nap. So that's that's my guilt free two hours. Uh, Chris, what about you? What would you do with two guilt free hours?
0: Me, I would uh, spend more time with family. You know, do more reading. more thinking, you know, journaling, uh, just, you know, reflection. That's, uh, that's where I would spend it.
1: Nice. Perfect. Uh, all right. So, so you listeners out there, I want you to write something down because we're going to show you how to get the time to do that. And my hope, uh, my desire for you is that you'll put more of those things back into your day because a lot of times you get so busy you push those things out and you know at the end of life so one of the things i studied i studied people at the very end of life and they always everything they say uh you know that they wish they would have done falls into just two categories and one is they wish they would have had more memorable moments with the people they love. Now, when I ask deeper, like the people they love, it, it is family, but it's also like peers, maybe staff that worked with them for a really long time, but memorable moments with the people love. That was one. And then the second one was, they say, I wish I would have had more impact with what I had learned in life. So, so memorable moments with the loved ones and impact. So. Keep, keep that in mind when you're, when you're choosing what where to spend your time. Okay, back to this concept of the 30-minute hour. So there's a day, Chris. There's a day of the year. Now, some people, this happens a couple times a year. But there's a day where your productivity soars. And it's a day where the, the, the person, you, you get 3 to 10 times more stuff done than your ordinary day. Now, that's 3x to 10x. Now, we're only looking for 2x, so this is going to be easy. Uh, but do you know that day of the year where people get 3 to 10 times more things done than their ordinary or normal day? Probably, I'd probably say uh, right after the new year. Right. Okay, so so people are, they are motivated after the year, but that's not the day of the super high productivity. And so I'm going to share with you, and this is going to be very self-evident, and you're going to realize that you have the ability to have 30-minute hours every single day, not on just this day, but actually that day where people are three to 10 times more effective and have more productivity than ordinary day is actually the day before vacation. Okay, so think about that, the day before vacation, people are three to 10 times more productive than uh, all than any other day of the year, right? And so what I did is I studied the day before vacation and people, uh, do what they do on the day before vacation, and so uh and i i whittled it down to a, a, a just three things and I, and I created a little acronym called pdf now i i, I named it pdf because that's easy to remember people say hey email me the pdf or print out the pdf right so it's an easy acronym so when you think of you know the 30 minute hour think day before vacation and then think pdf now pdf stands for plan delegate focus. And what I want to do is I want to unpack each one of those plan, delegate, focus. I want to unpack each one of those so that you can put that back into your day, you know, your ordinary day and have these, uh, these 30 minute hours. So when you think about planning, so on the day before vacation, people tend to plan that day out, like plan it out, like sometimes down to the minute, if not at least down to the hour. So you can start to have, you know, uh, some 30 minute hours. If you'll just do what I call NDP next day planning. So never let a day end without planning the next one. So uh, you know before before you go to bed, just plan out that next day. And the more the more you can plan it out, the better. Now we know the world's going to come in, and and you know circumstances are going to slap you around a little bit, and you're probably not going to get everything you want done. But having a plan, you will get significantly more done. Uh, then if you look at the day before vacation, people wake up 30 to 60 minutes earlier than their normal day so that if you want a 30 minute hour for the first hour just wake up 30 minutes early not to say you want to do that every day but that's one you know that that's one method the other thing about the the planning is that on the day before vacation if you think back you had a very like clear vision of like this stuff has to get done right like uh, you know we have to drop off the dog at boarding or the dog will die right you know so you have this very clear vision about what needs to happen and so bring that back to your ordinary every single day. And the other thing is from a planning standpoint is that you become a master at the 80-20 rule. Now, most people, they understand the 80-20 rule that you know, 20% of what you do produces 80% of your results, also called the Pareto principle. Uh, they understand that, but on their ordinary day, they're not using it. But on the day before vacation, you're like, look, this is something that gets results. I've got to do these things, right? These are the, these are the vital few that I have to do. And then there's the trivial many, all these other little things. They can just wait, right? They can wait till after vacation. And so I I call that proactive procrastination. And so one of the ways I buy back time is in the morning, when I look at my to-do list, let's say I've got 10 things on there. I'm going to look, I'm looking for the 20, like what are the two things that are going to make the biggest difference? And I'm going to do those and do those first. And then those other eight, I'm looking at those and I'm saying, what could be pushed out to tomorrow? Like, okay, if I don't get that done today, it's not the end of the world, push it out. And I push you out kind of proactively procrastinate on as much of my to-do list as possible so then I can focus in on the higher value items, right? So that's, that's plan, that's the P. D stands for delegate. So what happens is that, you know, on the day before vacation, people think who, before the do right you think who before do meaning you think who could do this before you go do this right so on the day before vacation you know if i have a bunch of errands that i have to run you know i'm kind of asking my wife hey you know are you able to do these or she says i'm going out to do this i said great can you do these three other things well now by her taking that by me delegating that to her i just created you know 30 extra minutes in in my day so delegation um is is really big And, and deferring is is also really really big now where I get my most, you know, 30 minute hours from is F and F stands for focus. So we got plan, delegate, focus you have on the day before vacation, somehow inside of you, you muster up this like fierce focus <laughs> that, that, you know, and you think about the day before vacation. First of all, let's think about all the things that don't happen on the day before vacation, right? So you, you don't have idle chit chat. You're not, you're not chasing shiny objects. You're not going on the internet, surfing around. You're not lost in social media. You're not lost in news media. You're not involved in long conversations. You're like on task, on point, right? So, so that's because you have this fierce focus. Uh, and, and so bring that back, you know, into kind of your ordinary your ordinary day. Now, the, the, the great thing that happens um, on the day before vacation is that, uh, well, let's see, do, do you remember or do you know of the very first James Bond movie? You know, it was in 1963.
0: I've watched them, but I don't recall which was the first one.
1: Okay, so the very first movie, James Bond, 1963, was a movie called Dr. No. And, And the reason I bring that up is because on the day before vacation, That word is used 10 to 20 times more than it is on an ordinary day. So people are like, hey, Blink, can you do this? Blink, can you do this? No, 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 I'm going on vacation. I I can't accept your stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So if you can become Dr. No and bring that back into your normal day, make no your default response. And if you need something like a little bit of a hack for that, you know, just say, hey, I've got to check my schedule or If if your day's all planned out because you did the next day planning, you're less likely to say yes to something else. And what happens many times when you say yes to other people's requests is that then you have the 90-minute hour now, the 90 minute hour is when someone asks for an hour of your time and it takes 90 minutes. So you, you lose, you lose time or someone says, Oh, could I just have 10 minutes of your time? And it takes 20 or 30, right? So, so, so using that power of no, make that your default response. That'll help you. Uh, what also happens with your focus? People on the day before vacation, they tend to stay on schedule more. So they have a little bit of a more of a structured day. So I'm I'm saying plan out your day more. Uh, And then they're they're staying on schedule and they're using timers. So all day long, I use timers, Uh, you know, so if I'm going to do like email or check social media, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to do that for 15 minutes, right? So I'll tell Siri, uh, you know, to set a timer for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is. And I'm using timers throughout my day to keep me focused, right, To, to maintain that kind of day before vacation focus. So using timers. And then where I personally get the most 30-minute hours is that on the day before vacation, people become tasking masters. I mean this is a thing of beauty, the amount of things that you get done through tasking. Now tasking, there's three types of tasking. There's single tasking, multitasking, and batch tasking. So single tasking, that's actually where I personally get the most 30-minute hours. And single-tasking is when you do one task that pretty much only you can do or you do best, and you do it with sole focus, with no distractions and no noises, no rings, dings and bings, nothing from the outside world. So, for example, for me, I write a lot of articles. So, I can get an hour's worth of article writing done in 30 minutes if I will completely shut out the outside world. So that maybe my phone goes in airplane mode, uh, you know, uh, I, I turn off all the screens. I only have the one screen I'm typing in, all the rings, dings, bings, notifications, everything's turned off. Sometimes people even turn off their Wi-Fi <laughs> just to make sure they're not interrupted. Um, but but having that single-minded focus. Is so powerful and initially when you first do it initially you're gonna get the monkey mind all these other ideas are gonna oh don't forget to do this oh don't forget to do that just have a piece of paper there write that stuff down put it to the side and get right back to your your focus uh, your single focus thing that you're working on and what will happen is over time your mind instead of kind of being the, the the lantern all over the place with the light it'll be like the laser uh, and you get better and better at this single focus mode so i can get a lot done and every day i do this deep work i do this deep work kind of single focus time every single day is it's my favorite time of the day and i get the most done kind of in the shortest amount of time so that that's that's single tasking now to the second one multitasking gets a bad rap sometimes but it's when you can do two things at the same time without sacrificing the quality of either one right so like um i like to batch up batches the next one the last one i like to batch up my phone calls and do them when i'm out driving around and running errands or i'm out in the car right so so like i can drive a car and with a hands-free phone I can talk on the phone and drive the car and do both of those things, you know, um, with high quality, right? I can ride the Peloton and listen to Chris's podcast. I can do both those things at, at high quality. Um, I like a synergy. Uh, another, uh, you know, another multitasker. I love exercise and I love my family. So we taught the family to play tennis. So if we go out and and you know do 30 minutes of tennis. I got the exercise and the family time in, right? So really like an hour's worth of stuff just in 30 minutes. So looking for that that synergy. And then the last one is is batch tasking. And batch tasking is where you just batch things together, right? So day before vacation, you have three errands. You're not gonna run an errand, come back, run an errand. No, you go out and you batch them, you run them all together. Anything you batch will get done faster. If you batch phone calls, you're you're gonna be more productive. If you batch your computer work, if you batch you know, um, checking emails, uh, you can even batch interruptions. And so what happens on the day before vacation, I noticed that people, especially if they're in a work environment, they would batch their interruptions. And what they would do is they said, look, uh, I'm coming in, I'm starting at eight o'clock. From eight to 11, I'm gonna be in single tasking mode. Don't come in here, don't, don't. I'm not here, you know, let me be, let me get my work done. And then at 11, I'll come out of the office and then let's do 20 minutes and you guys ask me anything, any questions you had for the whole morning, right? So they kind of almost like an office hours concept but they they batched all the interruptions, you know, into that 20 minute period. Uh, my wife and I, we used to text each other during the day a lot, and now we use a shared note on our iPhones where you can put stuff in there, both of us can see it, but it doesn't have a ring, ding, bing in your face kind of a thing. So that's a kind of single tasking, multitasking and batch tasking. Uh, And and kind of the overarching thing, when I studied the day before vacation, myself included, uh, is that what happens is you release your inner perfectionist. You release your inner perfectionist and done is better than perfect. Right? And you know, hey, if this thing's only going to be 80% as good as I did, it's still going to get done. That's what's important, right? So when you think of the 30 minute hour, think of the day before vacation, PDF, plan, delegate, focus. So I don't know if that was too deep for you, but uh, a lot of practical stuff in there. So people can kind of jump right in and start having these 30 minute hours right away. Yeah, that's no, quite
0: interesting. And then uh, one thing is uh, you talk about. 21 second habits you know create new habits in 21 seconds and not 21 days tell us more about that
1: yeah so it's the same concept um you know that i was talking about with self-fluence that that you already know how to do it right like the 30 minute hour that basically was just you know the day before vacation like you already know how to do it so a lot of times people say "Ah, i'm not that good at habits playing i i i can't keep habits and then, especially when we're doing a uh, big kind of workshops and stuff, I'll, I'll ask people, how many people here have, uh, you know, brushed their teeth in the last 24 hours? And <laughs> every hand goes up, right? Occasionally it's some dentures in there, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, but, but every hand goes up. And then I said, well, how long have you had that habit, you know, of, of brushing your teeth at least once a day? And then it's, it's decades for many people, right? And so it isn't it, the, the idea of this 21 second habit. First of all, is to realize that you are. A habit master and all you need to do is to tap into that mastery that you already have right so i'll tell a little story my, my wife um, luckily she does not have this anymore, but she used to have nearly daily migraine headaches. Uh, And so the doctor said, look, Beth, here's this log, this headache log. You've got to fill this out every day. And it was like, what did you eat? What's the barometric pressure? You know, what do you think the triggers could be? You know, so it's all this information. And she could do it for a couple of days, and then she would lose the log. Then she'd forget to do it. And she just couldn't get the habit of doing that. And then one day, we were kind of watching, you know, watching each other in the bathroom and in the mirror and brushing our teeth, and she was brushing her teeth. And in that moment realized that, and here's the first key to the 21 second habit, is that she could link an existing habit that she's already a habit master at with no willpower required to her new habit. So she took the headache log, put it underneath the toothbrush and the toothpaste, and now she's at two minutes, the dentist says brush for two minutes, she's two minutes twice a day. So she had four minutes a day with that headache log and she went about 90 days in a row filling that thing out and that helped the doctors. And now she might get a migraine every couple of months at, at the most. Um, but, but the key there is that she habit linked it to something she was already a habit master at, right? Um, so this, there's so many things you could habit link linked to, um, that, that would allow you to basically within 21 seconds or instantly create that new habit. Uh, and, and so for example, uh, um, the, the second key though, is that in order to get yourself to do it, you want to do, so the first thing is linking, and the second thing is urge surfing. And so if you can surf some kind of an urge that you have to help you to get you to do the habit, then it's even more powerful. So in my wife's case, like she didn't like that gritty feeling in her teeth, like she had to brush her teeth, but she wasn't allowed to brush her teeth till she started to fill out that log. In my case, uh, you know, in my case, I, I had two habits that I wanted to start every single day. One was I wanted to do this Bible app. And the other one was I wanted to take a mind shower. So like people wash their body every day, but I wanted to like wash my mind. I wanted to do a meditation and I wanted to kind of like just clear my brain in the morning and and kind of set the right intention for the day. So I said to myself, okay, Blaine, what do you do every day? No willpower required. What's the first thing you do every morning? Smartphone. So every morning, the first thing I do is I open up my smartphone. So what I did is I just moved all the apps off my home screen. And I just put the two apps in the Bible app and an app called Headspace. And then, so when I open my phone every morning, I have to do those two apps before I'm allowed to touch anything else. So I have it linked to the opening of the phone. And today was day like 680 days in a row I've done this. Um, but I'm going to open my phone. I have to do those things first. And I'm surfing the urge to want to touch all the other buttons in my phone, right? My son's in Denmark. He might text me in the middle of the night you know, I want to see, you know, how are things going with, with uh, orders that have come in, what's going on in the news, what's going on with my friends. I mean, I have all these, you know, notifications waiting for me in the morning, but I'm not allowed to do those until I do those other things first. So I'm surfing that urge to want to do that. Uh, You know, so, so just even just adding those two things, right? Habit linking and then surfing some urge can allow you to kind of create habits instantly. And there's things you do more than once a day like brushing your teeth. There's things you do once a day like getting dressed, driving to work. Uh, you know, so there's all kinds of things throughout your day that you can have it link to and then just look for the urge, uh, you know, in that other habit that you're doing, you know, what 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 kind of urge could you surf to kinda of get you to do that thing?
0: Yeah. It's been uh, really so habit linking and then uh which is very powerful. Uh I know a lot of um I know you gave a TEDx talk and um so I, I recommend the uh, users to go there. And, um, I know a lot of the audience would, you know, given a lot of insights, they may want to reach out to you on social media, connect with you, visit your website, contact you. How can they do
1: that? Yeah. Let's just keep it real simple. And, and so I think the best thing is, is to, yeah, is to opt in to see my TEDx talk. So you just go to Blaine TEDx, so dot com and there you can opt in you'll get my TEDx talk and then we'll be connected you can email me you'll get links you'll you'll get a little bit of my story but then you know uh, however i could serve you I, i'd love to do it i i run some super results days and, and basically i help people like i said earlier take control of you know their lives by taking control of themselves
0: yeah it was a fantastic discussion i learned a lot i'm sure a lot of the people in the audience learned so be sure to check out um, blames resources in the links and show notes. And so thanks so much. And we look forward to hearing out about your future success.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Chris. And, and, and I'll leave you with this. The bad news, the bad news is time flies. The good news, you're the pilot. So pilot well, my friends.